Please listen to the following announcements concerning the renumbering of 2021 and 2022 podcasts. This episode was originally published in December of 2021, but it is now being reassigned to April 2022. While listening, please disregard all references to dates. The material itself is still very relevant. Going forward all the earlier issues will be reassigned to the year 2022. In 2023, the format will start with January being issue number 1 of volume 2 and each year will only have 10 issues. July and August will be planning and study months. I believe this make this podcast stronger and easier to follow. Your host. Clearly across the miles. WWJTL. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. Welcome back to podcast number four, session number two of Whom Are You Prepping For? We will start with part number four of our outline and finish up from last month. Number four. You're not so close, friends. (laughs) Well, we did friends and then we did not so close friends. These are acquaintances. All right, some considerations. A, are they Christian and do they bring a skill? If they do, I would approach them. See where they are in the Lord. Talk to them about the skill they bring and the participation they can or cannot provide prior to a disaster. But even if they're not so close with their Christian that in my estimation ranks very high. B, if not professing Christians, do they have a skill? And even if they have a skill, boy, I'd be very careful, again, for the reasons I cited above, to include them in the group. It may cloud what you're hearing and what you're doing. But I wanted to put this in there because we all have acquaintances. And those acquaintances may or may not bring spiritual, mental, physical, or psychological tools to the group that you may need. Number five, your community. Much of this is like the preceding element above, number four. If Christian, check it out. If not Christian, beware. And if not Christian, but they have a skill, pray about whether you should wait for God to bring a Christian with that skill. That may be a better way to keep your group cohesive. However, there's a group we haven't talked about yet. This is a a group that brings consternation to those of us who are sincerely concerned about people. And that is your neighbors that come to your door. We're going to talk about that in the next section. Number six, drop-ins. Oh, your drop-ins. These are people that come knock on your door and go, hey, the emergency is here, and I think you ought to feed me and take care of me and buy me a new car, even though cars don't work, whatever. The entitlement mentality. Yes, there are people who are needy. 
but there are also people who live on entitlement. We all know this. And the Lord's Spirit must help you divide those two categories when you're looking at individuals. So here's some questions to help you with that. And again, we're looking at these questions so that we can look at how much do you initially prep for? Do you set aside 30 uh, ammo boxes full of food for your community, for those who walk by? What do you do? Put this in your plan. In your plan, maybe not action later, but in your plan now. Part A. While you may not have any trouble sending two very healthy men down the road to a center where they can get food and uh, assistance, how about the following? Children alone, traveling, or next door neighbors for whom their parents cannot or did not make it home after the disaster. Number two. These are little one and two. A young woman who is clueless as to what to do. Be careful. Yep, I know you know. But your feelings can get you into trouble here. Make sure that if possible, this is a decision that you make with your group, with your wife or whomever. But just be careful of this one. Okay? You know the things to be careful of. Number three, will you include widow or widowers from your neighborhood who are in their 70s or 80s? Are they too old? Do they have something to offer? Or are they just a drag who want to sleep and have you wait on them? And finally, in number four, little four, do you include a handicapped person who seems to have not too much to give on the surface, but they have one thing you want, and that is they want to help wherever they can. Can you find a job for them? Will you find a job for them? Or is the group only for the fit and the fittest? Only for the young? These are questions that you're going to have to answer as you face the preparation of a plan. Now, I understand fully why people say, well, get as much as you can and we'll provide for everybody that we can. I understand that. But there's some drawbacks to that. First, you can't provide for everybody. Second, if you do provide for everybody, now you've, now you've taken away from those who are in your plan. Third, I think having a plan helps you be a better steward of what God is asking of you. Have a plan. Ask God about the plan. Be obedient to him about the plan. And I think you'll find a peace. Well, Lord, you said, I thought I heard you say, this group is a Christian internal group. We witness outward and therefore we do not allow those who are not professing and following Christians in our group. Now that may be what you feel the Lord saying to you. That's part of whom you're going to include in a prepping plan or 
whom you're going to include in your group, so they must be planned for. Conclusions. It's not my group. It's not Joe's group on the web who's telling you about preparing. And oh yes, Joe has great ideas. I value that kind of input, especially again from my Christian brothers and sisters and those who have their eyes open to the type of disasters we're facing today. It's not their group that you are forming. Unless you join their group and you have input as a receiver of a direction from the Lord, it's not your direction from the Lord, it's theirs. Uh, Is the Lord saying to you, you know what? You're 75 years old. I don't think you need 25 years shelf life food. Not unless a couple of things happen and that's like you live to be 100 or you're planning for children and grandchildren. That's your goal. That's part of your plan. But if your grandchildren or children even are states or miles or countries away, is that what you should be doing? You may include people from your community because it's a poor community and you want to help those in your community. Fine, that's your ministry. That's what you're supposed to do. But I may feel, you know what? I'm just going to do what I need to do for myself and my wife. We're in our 70 to 80s. We can live on canned food because canned food will last at least five, seven, eight years. And, and uh, you know, how do I know if either one of us are going to be around? You know, I don't have any children or my children are eight states away and I'd rather help them prepare than to try to get them to come to me. Maybe I live in a senior center and I have nothing as far as space goes to offer, but they have much more. I'd rather contribute to them. I'd rather make a plan which includes going to their place. Look at all these factors, pray about them. And yet I submit that some senior center somewhere has got a senior that's very led by the Lord to stock up for the whole senior center. That's what he or she is led to do. That's their ministry. That's their part of being the hands and the feet for the Lord. But they won't fit your shoes. They won't fit your direction from the Lord. You have to find your direction from the Lord. And you have to live in peace and obedience with the Lord Jesus Christ and have a plan that's based on the Lord. And if you have this plan that's based on the Lord as to whom you are going to include in your prepping, then you will be the type of a steward that when you get home to heaven, God will say, man, host, that was a great time we worked together. I knew what was going to happen, and you did exactly what you were asked to do, and you wound up exactly where I wanted you to be to, to administer to however many people you minister to. And oh, by the way, did you know that 60 people came to salvation because you were there in the right place at the right time?
if you are not where you should be at the right time in the right place, you will not fit in the best fit that you can for God's puzzle. Okay? I've had places that I showed up to and had I been 20 seconds earlier or 20 seconds later, either good or bad would not have happened. We need to be in the place that God has called us to be in. And I'm not willing to tell you that means this or that. What I am willing to tell you is these are questions you must ask the Lord for answers so that you can develop a cohesive plan to face what we will face in the future. That is today's Mountaintop with Jesus podcast. Next month. Well, this is short. We've looked at whom you are prepping for. And next month we'll discuss how much should you be prepping. I'm not going to give you a specific answer, but I think some of my answers will surprise you. I've alluded to some of the things we'll be talking about next time. So you kind of get a flavor for it. But next month we'll be looking at how much should you prep? I think this is important, as I discussed today. But we'll delve into that a little deeper next month. Thank you. Hope to see you next month here at Mountaintop with Jesus. And I hope that these are like going to the mountaintop with Jesus. I encourage you to communicate, relate, have fun with the Lord. He wants us to be a time where he leads you. It's great practice for you to put on your spiritual ears. See you next month.